Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Today we're joined by Larry Carroll Jr. of Chaos Fitness located in Woodridge on Rhode Island Avenue. Welcome Larry, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So um, as you know, or maybe you don't know, you said you're sort of new to the neighborhood. Um, our neighborhood has been lacking for some time personal fitness centers and or gyms. So I'm one excited uh, that you guys are in the neighborhood and you've been here now for about a year. Is that right? Or a little two, over a year? A little over a year, a about two years. Longer. So tell our listeners about chaos. So, um, as you said, you know there, there wasn't a fitness gym, and there there aren't any uh, athletic training centers in D.C. So my father felt the need to put an athletic training center in D.C., and um, so here we are. Uh, we we're very versatile as far as our training. Um, we meet everybody at their uh, needs and at their athletic thre- uh, thresholds and stuff like that. So it's pretty fun. So it's a family venture. You mentioned your dad. How did uh, he get into fitness, and then how did you get into fitness? Well, my dad had been uh, powerlifting for about 25 years, and um, I think it just kind of went hand in hand, whereas, you know, he was training, and then he kind of used that training for himself and implemented it into training others, Um, and it just kind of went from there. For me, I started in um, 2011. You know, I had been training people without a certification, and just decided to just do it. I guess it's kind of, you know, it's in the blood. Okay. So uh, he didn't force you into it. You kind of... Oh, no, no. It's something you've enjoyed to do. Yes, definitely. definitely. That's good. So um, how is Chaos different from other gyms or training centers? So first and foremost, we're an athletic training center. So a lot of people come in and they ask us if we are like other gyms, and I try to explain that um, we have a lot of modifications. We meet people where they're at. Um, it's not a, a packaged program, whereas everybody has to do it. But there's variances as a, um, for for people who are, um, say, for example, if they have an injury or anything like that, they're not going to just do the workout on the board. We're going to modify it for them. So if a person had, say, a knee shattered in 17 places, they wouldn't squat all the way down. They may do an isometric squat or you know, do it quarter way as opposed to everybody else in the class. So we like to modify and scale everything. To each person's individual need? Yes. So what is the fitness philosophy of chaos? Um, results matter. So um, in Larry's world, results matter. So what that means is we try to, we're not, our programs are not built for weight loss. They're built for fitness. And when, we try to be, when you try to become more fit and what happens in conjunction, you start to lose weight. Um, you put muscle tone on, and muscular endurance happens. So instead of the focus of weight loss, whereas when most people focus on weight loss, they don't attain their goals. Whereas for us, we say, you know, negate that, get that out your mind, and worry about becoming more fit. And in turn, you do lose weight when you put muscle tone on. So what is your theory on doing cardio versus weights? Um, so it's cardio versus weights we decided, we figured out a way to be able to do them both at the same time. So um, cardio, which most people know is just steady state, you just go, and um, we tend to put them together, whereas 
it's more effective that way. See, just doing one or the other, they, you get one or two benefits. Whereas if you combine them, you get more benefits. So what are some examples of uh, how you all combine them? Like when people think of cardio, they might think of running or jumping jacks, or if you think of weights and you might think of deadlifts or, mm -hmm. or hammer curls. So how do you combine them? So actually those are good, two good examples. So we would actually put deadlifts and run, right? And so we, we would combine the two. And what that is, is it's more so, we're more so concerned about heart rate as opposed to cardio and weights. So if your heart rate hits a, hits a, uh, a, certain, a certain threshold, what happens is you start to burn, you start to burn a little bit more. You start to get both effects, right? You know, you start to burn fat indirectly, whereas later on in the day, you're actually burning more. So that's where the, the two in conjunction helps, and they benefit more than doing one or the other. So is it just you and your dad? Yes. For right now? Mm -hmm. And are you both uh, CPR and AED certified? Of just course. in case there were any of course. issues? All right. So uh, you mentioned your board. Tell me about the programs and how this board works. What is this board? Where? Um, so we have, we, what we do is we, we'll write the warm-up up. Instead of having to constantly explain or keep telling people what the movements are, we'll write the movements up on the, on the, on the board. So like in particular, my, my uh, specialty is TRX. Um, and, and what is TRX? TRX is total body resistance exercise, and it's with two uh, straps. It has straps that hang, hang down from an anchor point, and it's yellow and black. And what you do is you utilize your body weight in, in conjunction with vectors. So, you know, if you bring your feet, if you were to do, for example, a row, you know, you would, you would lean back and have your feet forward, and you pull your, your body weight up. And Instead of using weights, your body would be the weight. Yes. Okay. And um, so I would, a, a typical warm-up would be when it's hot out, say two laps around, and then I, would, I, may, I may write TRX row, TRX chest press, a squat, and there will be an allotted number up. So I might, I might put, you know, 50, 40, 30, and the individuals are to run through those movements for the, the, rep, the rep allotted. So that's, that's just a visual for, for the clients to be able to refer back to as they're going through the motions with the workouts. So um, I've gone by the gym, and I've come in, as you know, once for um, a session. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were a couple people there. So is it a class? Like when I was there, there were two or three people there. But I've gone by and seen one person. I've gone by and seen ten people. Mm -hmm. Does it just vary on the time? How does it work? Do you do individual training? Is it all classes? So... Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we hold class from 5.30 to 9.30 a.m., and, and then we open back up from 6 to 10 p.m., and then um, and in between that, we're, we're doing one-on-one -on -one sessions. Okay, so, so you d figure out what works best for you, and then I guess if you want to join a class, you would come sometime during that 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. window? Yes, and then the 6 to 10 in okay. the evening if it worked better for you. Okay. So um, I know you all don't approach fitness as a one-size-fits-all. So uh, what kind of criteria do you use to determine someone's individual program? Um, we do assessments. So we would do um, body, fat, body fat measurements, first starting off with the body fat assessments, and then you do a free class. And when you do a free class, me and my dad will scrutinize or, and watch you know, your movements or your capacity to be able to perform them. And from that point, then you might see us modify, you know, if, if you start off with like a 20-pound kettlebell for a deadlift, we might say, okay, your movement isn't that, isn't that great, uh, the mechanics or whatever. And then um, we might go down in weight or they may not have any weight at all. So um, starting with assessments, um, you know, overhead squats, 
and uh, push-ups and those things and seeing how well that uh, members are able to perform those movements. And depending on that, that's how we, we, we tailor the, uh, the workout towards to their capacity. Okay. Well, since we know losing weight and maintaining is as much as eating mm-hmm. properly and exercising, do you all offer any kind of support for meal planning? So we do. My, um, my dad has this program called Divide About Meal Planner where what it does is gives you a report card. Everybody loves report cards, right? Um, and if, say, for example, you do good for your protein, you'll get an A. But if you don't do good for your carbs, it might give you an F. And then what it does is it offers you suggestions to be able to improve on, on that report card. So, you know, and it'll, it'll give you a suggestion. Say, say, you know, you put a Snickers in there. Yeah, and... Uh, Sometimes computer- you just need a Snickers. Yes, so. that's right. <laughs> Snickers really satisfies. That's what they say. Right. So um, this is on the computer, I guess. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's on. It can be mobile also. Okay. So and I'm also a nutritionist. So we, we also oh, okay. we also um, utilize the two in conjunction with our clients' goals too. Okay. And do you all recommend supplements sometimes or? We do. Um, that's that's the very that's at the very end. Okay. We make sure that uh, people are consistent enough with their eating and their working out. Um, first before we offer or even suggest any supplements to anybody. So I was going to ask you how uh, you all use technology in conjunction with personal fitness. You just mentioned the online menu. Um, I know right now one of your clients is out of town. Do you all um, Skype or anything like that? or? Um, it, it's optional. Okay. It's, a, it's an option. Um, typically, the workouts, since the workouts are pretty pretty easy and simplified they can utilize the workouts or oh, i guess they can just see what's on the board or and find out what's on the board and then do it most of our members take pictures of them oh okay so they have they have it stored in their phone okay so they know what's going to happen from day to day yeah okay Mm -hmm. all right so what might you recommend for someone just starting out someone that maybe hasn't exercised in kyle how long has it been are you calling me out on lack of exercise? Oh, oh, oh. No, no. I just know that I no. exercised today. So I'm thinking of someone that did it, maybe. I, I got out of bed. That was exercise. All right. I, I, no, I was, uh, I was actually uh, at a gym yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, but not me and Kyle. The no. other unfit people. Now, maybe someone that hasn't exercised in a year or so. What uh, might you recommend for someone just starting out? Or maybe they never exercised. Uh, two things. First, go to the doctor. Get checked out. And then just go into a gym, you know, just just go in. Because I think that most people who who are just starting have contemplated for at least six months thinking about going to a gym. Mm-hmm. So just, just going in and just getting started and getting your feet wet is, um, I think, the most important part. So if I only have 30 minutes to work out one day, what should I focus on? Um, whole body. So we do whole body, um, especially since most people are trying to lose weight. Um, we don't we don't isolate we just do a whole body workout um burpees are our favorite um and mostly other people's least favorite least favorite sadistic yes (laughs) (laughs) so that that would be my focus is just um whole body a whole body movement whole body workout so any uh plans or any future plans that uh, you might be able to tell us about upcoming for chaos in the next two to four years maybe where you see things going or where you'd like to see things going um, you know, no, uh, we, I do, we do, but, you know, we don't. Nothing you know, planned yet. They're, just they're top secret. Okay. Yeah. Just 
continued <laughs> growth because yeah. I've noticed that uh, you all are growing for sure, which is great. Yes, definitely. So if our listeners want to find out more about Chaos and the types of training packages that you offer, where should they look? Um, they should look on www.fitnesswarrior.com, and that's um, www.fitnesswarrior.net, N-E-T. Okay, and you all are on Facebook, I think, as well. We are on Facebook, okay. so Chaos Gym, Chaos Gym and Athletic Training Center. Great. All right. Okay, listeners, Chaos Gym is located at 2304 Rhode Island Avenue Northeast in Woodridge. Stop in and see them today for help with your fitness goals. Thanks for meeting with us today, Larry. Thank you for having me. So Rhode Island Avenue Main Street, like all the Main Street, Main Street programs and all of the um, the economic development programs in the area, um, provide we provide services to our small businesses that we refer to as small business technical assistance. And that can range anywhere from um, marketing strategies, promotion strategies, to help with uh, setting up accounting systems or uh, wading through the regulatory systems with um, the D.C. government. Uh, anything we can do to help businesses uh, become stronger uh, from the inside out. And uh, so today we are being, we are chatting with uh, one of our small business technical assistance providers, Brittany Netzel. Thank you, Brittany, for joining us today. Happy to be here. Well, um, let's start off talking about what types of services you offer to businesses. What, what, how can you help small businesses grow? Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Um, I am a communicator. So I love to tell stories and get the word out there about great things that are happening as specifically with small businesses here in DC and on Rhode Island Avenue specifically. Um, It's been really fun to get to come in and learn about a business and then figure out strategies and create tools for them to connect with their audience and generate revenue. So that's the, that's the simple story. Obviously there are a lot of parts (laughs) to what that means. Yes, yes there are. Uh, so small business marketing and consulting. Yes, um, exactly. Marketing consulting, excuse me. Uh, so that, that communication strategy that you're talking about, um, what, what types of, of areas would a small business be addressing if they worked with you for, for marketing? Yeah, a small business that's either starting out brand new or is maybe trying to launch a new product or um, trying to connect with a new audience might need to figure out what the best strategy is to do that. They need to develop their brand. So a lot of companies already have a, a brand they may not even realize. It's their corporate culture. It's what they value. It's what they're trying to produce and add to the community. So a big piece of what I do is to step back and take time with a business owner to think through what is it that that brand really encompasses. And that that touches on, again, the mission, the product, uh, the context where they sell, and the customers that they're trying to reach. So we go through exercises to try to understand what is the core of your brand. A lot of times people think of branding and they think of a good logo and right, right. a color scheme. And those things are really important. But those things actually have to flow out of a strategy that understands who you're connecting with. A very simple example would be picking the color of your logo, picking the kind of visual elements you would use, um, even picking your tagline. All of that is going to be informed by understanding your customer. And so um, 
a lot of times people think, oh, there's a checklist of things that I need to generate, and um, they just jump right into developing all of those without first setting a strategy. So I sit down with uh, companies and help them think through all of those strategic questions, and that takes care of a lot of the anxiety of producing those materials when it comes time to do right, it. Right, right. So they've already thought through what kind of a tone they want to set with their customers and what motivates their customers to buy. And so things like, uh, you know, pictures of family or pictures of your pet or uh, pictures of nurses, things like that, that might then cue us to say, okay, we're going to pick this color. We're going to use this word. We're going to try and strike this tone with your mission statement or with your company description description or your tagline or your website content. So for setting that strategy and going through, and that's usually, you know, it takes any amount of time from a couple of days to a few months, depends on the complexity of what you're trying to do and how, you know, how much you already have that thought work and experience or you're starting afresh and you really need to understand a market that you've never really worked in. Yeah. So, so a company like, like Chaos Gym that was just here, uh, you know, they've got a, you know, a gritty, pretty hardcore fitness facility Mm -hmm. um, that's also accessible to everybody from in all different levels of of fitness. Um, But they would not, for instance, choose as their logo uh, a bouquet of flowers and puppies. Correct. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, so then once you've worked with, uh, with them to, to really nail down what type of of message they're Mm -hmm. trying to deliver. Mm -hmm. uh, And then are you there, with them to to roll out the next steps exactly so then we get to work rolling up our sleeves and creating tools and and we'll do that in in conjunction with other service providers i mean i like i mentioned graphics and logos and photography is all very important so that's one of the exciting things about being a part of a team of technical assistance experts who are working with businesses through rhode island avenue main street is that we can rely on one another. So I would come alongside um, those kinds of others and, you know, work to develop tools that are word-based. So that's going to include, like I mentioned, a tagline, some of your website content, um, putting together social media strategy. I do both one-time sort of projects to get somebody launched, and then I'll also work ongoing with folks to uh, help generate content for their new, for just just ongoing for their blog and their social media feed and that kind of thing. and and the idea there is to tell the unfolding story. So new new product development, how they understand as, as their customers have further questions about their products or they realize maybe their customers like different things than they, they expected about their right. products, then they can sell better by taking those insights and translating that into words. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's one of the, the biggest challenges um, for a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, they... They've spent so much time and energy uh, developing a business that they are so passionate about that they have, in many cases, put their entire life savings on the line to start this business. And then, um, and then they get in there, and, and maybe despite their best efforts on um, doing analysis of their potential target audience, um, maybe that, that target audience has changed. Mm. Or, or it evolves yeah. over a course of, of a few years, and and their 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 potential customer base has changed. So, so do you then you work with them to to evolve their business model? Then, yeah, I mean, it definitely it touches on every aspect. It could it could be 
addressing their product. Um, maybe their product needs to be recast. Maybe maybe their customers need to be taught how to use their product. Maybe they they their needs have evolved, and maybe this product can connect with their current needs, but they don't understand how. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs, like you said, they pour their blood, sweat, tears, everything into creating this product and developing a method of distributing it. And it's really frustrating when those sales aren't coming and people aren't walking through the door. And um, that really can be demoralizing and be discouraging, but it's it's an opportunity to say, okay, I need to educate my customers. And, and sometimes you need to also address other things like pricing and your positioning and how you're competing against the others that are in their same space. But it, all of that comes back to marketing. Um, a lot of times people think, oh, I have to go back to the drawing board, or this product doesn't work, or my customers are idiots. But that's, you know, that doesn't really get to it's a productive right, way forward. Right. So a lot of it is creating the tools, whether that's you know, external marketing that you're doing, or maybe it's working with your existing network. Maybe you've got a great email list, and, and you've got all these people who initially showed interest while you were in your product development phase, but they're not converting. You're sending out content. You're pouring all of this resource into investing in your product, but your your email marketing is you're not getting any clicks. You're not getting your open rate is really low. Um, things like your message, your subject line in your email that's crucial. People spend entire careers working on just subject lines and emails. Um, the way that your content flows in that email that is prime real estate to get your customers excited right. about purchasing your product. So it does address, we, we might need to talk about, yes, the business model, like you said, but sometimes it's a really simple fix. There's something in the pipeline that's just falling through and you're losing your audience. So it, there, there's a lot of, sometimes it's, it's an easier fix than we think. Um, and you can walk in and get the business owner to stop banging their head on the wall because they're so frustrated. Sometimes it's too probably having a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot, I've just yesterday, I was working with a business owner who's in a really complex market and um, has a very complex supply chain of how they produce their products and how they get it financed. And, and I said, I'm coming in from starting from nowhere. I read your website and I have no idea what you do. And she, she said, I was afraid of that. <laughs> and so I said, okay, let's create a plan to communicate with the everyday person, dumb it down a little bit so that it can actually make sense. Well, or just, just make it um, visually appealing enough at the onset that people want to learn more about the company, and so they're willing to dork a little bit harder to learn about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I, I think that uh, kind of what this all seems to boil down to is – is is delivering a message whether it's through your um, physical logo brand or or your marketing techniques it's all about communication and and delivering that message so if if you had to give one one piece of advice to let's let's break this down in a couple of questions so you got you've got an entrepreneur brand new fresh fresh idea ready to launch and you've got um, a business that's been uh, in business for 20 or 30 years successful but things are starting to trickle down but they're not done working yet they want to they want to get some more people in um, what what are some 
some top two or three bits of advice that you would give each of those entrepreneurs? Um, people love to connect with things that make them feel good about themselves, right? That's, that's true. You look at social media, that's what gets the most shares on social media is, is stuff that uh, makes me look good for sharing that in front of my followers, my audience. So I think stepping back and thinking, you know, what, what solution do you solve that makes people feel more confident or like their, their, their questions are answered, they're ready to take on whatever it is. You know, if you do business services, that you prepare that business to get out there and, um, and really wow their customers. Or you're serving neighbors and selling them you know, food or services that they need in their everyday lives that make them feel more sane and time for their families and their hobbies and the things they love. Um, can, what is it on an emotional level that you solve for people? That is going to translate. If you can communicate that and connect with that in your customers, uh, regardless of what you do, everyone feels stressed and overwhelmed in their everyday lives, and your business can solve that. What is Understand that core thing, um, and that's going to drive. That gets back to the brand strategy. Um, it's, that is going to drive this most of all of your communication so it's going to drive your strategy um, and then translate that in a very simple way uh, some of my the mentors and teachers and even peers that I just continue to learn from just the, the the theme that comes out over and over especially as a writer and someone who loves words and uses way too many of them is to keep it simple 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 what is that one thing you do mm-hmm. and you're never going to communicate, you're never going to be able to translate your really complex theory to somebody in a 30-second soundbite, right? And increasingly in our world, people's attention spans are short. So, yep, all the time. And it's unimaginable to think of where we'll be in 20 years. So getting to that point where you can connect through really simple words, colors, images, stories, Stories are so, I, that's where I started, telling the stories of businesses. People love to support those businesses that they feel they connect with personally. So how can you do all of those things in a very, very simple way um, with uh, the least amount of demand on your customer and your audience? Um, so those, those two kind of balance things, that, that core emotion, that core need that you solve, and then keeping how can you convey that in a very very simple way um once you've got them that gets them captured that's really the first step once you get them captured then you're building a relationship and there's a lot more that goes there but the first step is getting them getting those customers captured and and turning them into loyal relationships and and for for better or worse i don't know if it's a chicken or egg situation but i think social media is really um driving and or reinforcing that concept uh i know for 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 business pages on facebook for example um they are really stressing uh images uh, as a way to have your facebook page appear in people's news feeds more often bit pictures and videos and i noticed even with uh with paid advertising uh with social media facebook i'm going to yeah. stick with facebook because that's what i know the most about on this particular topic when you uh pay to uh to promote your whatever you're promoting whether it's a specific event or a, an item or whatever they 
you're, you're expected to load up an image. Mm -hmm. And if the image has too many words in it, they won't approve it. So yeah. talk about, you know, making you really think about what words you're going to choose. Yeah. And, and even with Twitter, I mean, 140 characters, you got you got to be on point on that. Absolutely. Right? And there is a handy tool on Facebook to check those before you create a, it's a 20% it's a is the rule for mm -hmm. Facebook. And they actually have a, a, there's a site that you can get to on Facebook where you can upload your images as you're working on them instead of finalizing it and paying in the moment and then you're frustrated <laughs> and you're like, oh, I worked all this time on this image. Anyway, that's just a handy little tool that I've used a lot because 20, what is 20% of an image? You know, it's hard. But you're right. There's not a lot of opportunity for text there. you got to be choice. Yep, yep. And, um, and then what you said a minute ago, you were saying is, as you were wrapping up your suggestions about building a relationship. Once you capture them, then yeah. building that relationship. Yeah. And I think that is, that is the key to customer loyalty mm -hmm. on, the long, on the long haul. And so... So, from a communications and marketing standpoint, um, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on building that relationship? You've you've gotten their attention. They 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 think they like your widgets, um, and they like the story behind your widget. Um, but how how are you going to build that relationship with them then? I mean, right. Yeah. It's um, that's kind of an ongoing discussion, and is that something that um, I think that's something that a lot of people. A lot of business owners need help with yeah is that uh how common is that for a service that you would provide yeah it is very common and that's you know we focus so much on getting prospects in the door and building your email list and developing your followers and your audience and getting out there and connecting with new customers but then it is a piece that sometimes falls by the wayside once they've bought once or twice from you and you, you feel make sure they're coming back like you got that yeah absolutely and those are the most likely people if they had a good experience to buy again so you for, we can sometimes forget how um valuable that audience is are. yeah exactly and they're going to share because they've had first-hand experience with your product and they're going to be out they're your best evangelists much better than a facebook ad you know <laughs> you can pour so much time in your facebook ads but if you don't equip them to share so that's with things like your product packaging you know some product packaging is just you don't think about what happens to it after it is goes you know out the door but it might actually still be having lives telling stories to the people who it's in their home, it's in their office, it's, you know, on, it's even just kind of cast off on the side, but it's still connecting with new, new customers. So every piece that we develop that gets that initial sale, gets to converts that lead into a, an actual transaction, then that doesn't stop. The, the cycle continues. So whether that's educating them on who you are, continuing to build that relationship of an evolving story, um, understanding, I mean, really that comes back to the strategy of understanding your customers. How do they 
shop for your products? Is this a once every five years kind of investment? Is this once every five days? You know, could they come back multiple times in a week to buy your product? So understanding their buying cycles and their habits, their preferences. Um, and you want to be ready there when the next opportunity, the next window comes for them to make a decision about whether or not they're going to buy that product. So whether that means having a well-timed email or social media content, um, continuing to offer that real value on a blog, um, which sometimes feels like, I think oftentimes people think, oh, I'll start with social media, I'll take care of that, and then maybe one day I'll develop a blog. Blogs are a powerful, powerful tool to add value to your existing customers and to develop new customers. But when we're looking at those existing customers, they continue to come back to you for your content expertise, for your ideas, for a recipe, for you know your tip of the day, your you're maybe sharing about a new product and the backstory to how it was developed. Um, a blog is an incredible platform to develop that. And that's where having somebody from the outside come in and you can sit down and do a brain dump over, you know, 15 minutes. And then they craft something that is going to be able to, you know, blog and then the correlated social media content, email marketing content. And you've got, got that whole package. And that's the kind of thing that I would do with somebody is come sit down with them 15 minutes of their time and then they get back this package of material to take that turn that 15 minutes into lots of different things that they can use to connect at that right moment with their customers so uh, an incredibly valuable uh, tool for both brand new business owners brand new entrepreneurs and um, and longtime business owners that are looking to refresh their brand yeah. um, what else are you up to these days? What What are some other projects that that you've um, you've been working on? Yeah. Um, so the other piece that I love as in the part of my consulting is uh, entrepreneur support. So I get to work with as both a coach and a trainer for entrepreneurs. And I, and I really focus in on first-time entrepreneurs. I myself have helped launch several small businesses and been there in those early days when it, there's so much energy and it's just so exciting, but it is overwhelming. And especially for individuals who are launching out and starting a business, you know, seasoned entrepreneurs kind of learn what those early days are like. But entrepreneurship is everywhere now. And there, it, you can be an entrepreneur you know, in, on the side, a few hours a week, you can start a business. It's there's so many tools, and it's it's so cool these days, right? Everybody mm -hmm. wants to start a business, and so it's really exciting then to come alongside someone who's got this idea that's sort of been percolating, and maybe they're gonna quit their job and they're gonna make it their new full-time gig, or they're going to start it on the side and kind of maybe they're looking towards retirement and they want to develop this business that they can do once they retire. Uh, anywhere, kind of wherever they are, I like coming alongside and I, and I help them translate that into action because you start to sit down and make a list and you've done some back of the envelope ca calculations. Like, I think I can do this, but where do you start? And I mean, you just listed off at the very beginning, some of the areas of technical expertise and everything from, you know, IT, your website, your, uh, your business model, your registration and licensing. And that's where usually people shut down and they say, okay, this is too much. I can't. Um, and, or they just focus in on the thing they love and then they forget about all the other stuff and sort of 
do the classic head in the uh, head in the sand, just hiding from all those other areas. So I come alongside and do coaching. I'll sit down with somebody and we'll have a, you know a first session where we we sit we talk through the big picture. We put together a work work map for them. We talk about how much they're gonna how much time they're gonna be able to invest. For some of them, it's I just quit my job and I'm needing to get this launched. I need to generate revenue within the next two months. And so let's go. And others, it's I am going to be able to devote myself full-time to this in a year, but I really want to lay a good foundation now. So what's the right pace, and what pieces do I address at what point? So those questions uh, all get addressed on the work map, and then we start meeting regularly, usually every couple of weeks or once a month, depending on the pacing, and we talk through the data. We check in on their dashboard. We look at where they are, and then we start troubleshooting. And And one of the exciting things for me is that I, as I get – I'm a part of this network of technical experts and business resources in D.C., and I can say, oh, I I know somebody who does that, who could answer this question for you. And these are people who believe in small business and want to get, and you want to see a thriving small business sector in our city. And so I can make those connections for folks, especially for people who don't already have the natural connections there. So so all of that is, and and just being a sounding board, being a, holding people accountable, and they the feedback I've gotten is that that's what keeps them sane. Um, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you think, oh, what about this thing? And you write that down. I say, write that down. We'll talk about it the next time we meet. You're not alone. Um, and your great idea can come to life. So That, that is incredibly valuable. I, I know uh, you just as we were trying to get our organization started up, the – the tangled mess of, of everything that we had yeah. to, to go through just to get, you know, legal in D.C. Right. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it is overwhelming, and I can't even imagine. Um, well, yeah, I can't imagine. The anxiety of, of starting a new business. Don't want to do that anytime soon. Um, so, Brittany, if, um, if folks want to follow up with you, um, maybe reach out, hire you to help them uh, work through these things, um, how are they going to get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, well, very easy. Um, my email address is my first and last name, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, Netzel, N-O-E-T-Z-E-L, at gmail.com. Um, that's the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at B-A-Netzel, so B-A-N-O-E-T-Z-E-L. Um, so reach out me, see what else I'm following and what else I'm, do- I'm doing. And sometimes there could be a connection there that would be helpful. So. And Rhode Island Avenue Main Street businesses, um, if you are interested in uh, getting some technical assistance um, from Brittany and uh, in her areas of expertise, uh, you know how to find me, Kyle, at riamainstreet.org. All you need to do is um, give me a shout. Let me know that uh, you are interested in working with Brittany. Uh, that's for Rhode Island Avenue Main Street businesses. Um, and Brittany, thank you so much for being here today. It was great chatting with you as always. Um, good luck on on everything coming up. Uh, the we're getting new businesses in right and left. So yes, we'll be, we are. It's so exciting. We it's will be really keeping fun. you busy. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you very much.